Welcome to the Positivity Podcast, where we explore the skills and strategies of personal development with cutting-edge researchers, authors, entrepreneurs, and experts. Were you ever in a classroom that felt too crowded? Maybe 35 students, 50, 100? One person teaches a lot more than that. He teaches over 200,000 students. What a headache, but not for one person. Who is he? Rob Percival. He's one of the best-selling online instructors of all time. We discuss why Rob believes his course caught on, his teaching philosophy, the story of his career, and how he hopes to change the world. This episode helped me rethink my teaching career and think through how to cope with unexpected, dramatic success and impact. In this episode, I'm also joined by Make School student Yunati Chunk. Rob Percival, who teaches over 200,000 students. Yes, that is the real number, 200,000 students. And why is that? Well, Rob is a professor, or a teacher, rather, um, on Udemy, as well as a couple other online sources. Fact check that. (laughs) Um, You can just say Udemy, really. Yeah, on, on Udemy. And his class is one of the most popular if not the most popular. It is the most popular. It is the most popular. <laughs> might as well get that right. Oh, yeah, yeah, might as well get that right. The most popular. It's, it's actually the two most popular. The two most popular. Which, which courses are there? The, I guess, I, you know, I guess this, this intro is going into uh, <laughs> I guess let, let's just use this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. what, what are your two most popular courses? Uh, the, the Complete Web Developer course is the most popular, and uh, the Complete iOS 9 Developer course is number two. Wow. Awesome. So we're here with Rob. We're also here with a make school student, Unadi Chonko. Hello. And uh, Unadi, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself to the audience? Oh, so I'm Unadi. I'm from South Africa. I arrived in the States about two months ago just to attend make school. Um, It has really been a journey, a complete change of culture, change of lifestyle. And make school has definitely been the Thing I was looking for when I left college, especially moving into the tech industry with web and mobile. And I must say that Rob Percival's courses were a good step moving forward when I started at the beginning of this year doing my own thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so Unadi and I have been uh, brainstorming and kind of huddling for the past couple of days, brainstorming some questions for you. So really, really excited to jump into these. Um, and I guess the first one that I have for you is, I'd love to hear a little bit about your career story, you know, mm-hmm. from when you left college all the way to having the best Udemy course or, you know, the best online course in computer science in terms of views and hits. Um, I'd love to hear the, jur- the journey that you kind of went on and some of the things that you learned along the way. Sure. It very much was not a direct one. It was not planned in any way. It just went from stage to stage, really. But I started off, I did a math degree at university and uh, went straight into teaching. So I did a teacher training qualification at Cambridge in the UK and then started teaching in London. 
then about three years into that, I started to think that maybe I don't want to teach uh, in a school for the rest of my life. So I started to get into web development and built uh, a range of, of failing online businesses. Failing? <laughs> failing online businesses. <laughs> Absolutely. They were just really websites that I that I put together to practice coding. And uh, what, what were some of the, the concepts? Um, uh, do, you, do you still see some promise or are they kind of... Are any there's, of them still running? There, there's one or two that are still out there, but I won't name those because they, they look awful. For, They're the black sheep. But um, <laughs> one that is is uh, memorable, I guess, was there was a home exchange website. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept, but you uh, swap houses with someone and go on holiday, and they go to your house and you go to their house. And it's a kind of like Airbnb. Uh, well, kind of like that, but nobody pays. Oh, you okay. just swap your house with with their house. And it, this was big in the kind of mid to late '90s, I think it was. And um, I thought this is an easy kind of website to make. I'm going to make my own, and I made one that was called HomesExchange.org. Uh, which which worked quite well. It actually did the job, and we even got a couple of signups. But people started uh, sending me emails and asking for home sex changes, um, which was a strange thing until I realised that the domain name was was homes home sex change. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So um, I guess there's a lesson there for everyone: check the domain name carefully before <laughs> one, you build your business around makes it. all the difference, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Indeed, and that one is no longer live. I don't think the the furthest we got was we were in a list of notorious domain names for, for a while. <laughs> That's the best publicity we had, but it didn't get us any users. So um, I did a few of those, and they kind of led me from one to the next. And I had no idea about customer validation or, or any of these kind of concepts that are reasonably familiar in the startup world uh, today. But one particular website that I built was a web hosting company, Eco Web Hosting, and that is still still going strong today. And that that kind of hit a niche at the time. There weren't many web hosting companies that were eco-friendly, but also good value and offered all the features that the big web hosting companies offered. So this was the kind of niche that I got into. I didn't really do a great deal of marketing, but it did just start to grow quite quite gradually and naturally uh, over about seven years or so. So it was a very slow growth process. And I did everything myself. I did all the marketing, did all the support, did all the coding. Um, so it was a really good experience from that point of view to get to grips with a business, but it was very much not kind of San Francisco type business that with a hockey stick growth or anything like that. It was really, really slow. And it wasn't till after about seven, seven or eight years that I started to think that I could probably leave my teaching job and, and, and see what happens. Uh, it was a reliable enough income and it's um, recurring revenue, which is great. And it was matching or exceeding my teaching salary, depending on the month. So I decided to, to leave teaching, not because I was desperate to get out, but just because my only other option was to stay in teaching for the rest of my life. So why not get out and, and see what happens? And so I left teaching without a great plan other than to continue working on eco web hosting and, and see what happened. And actually, I found myself quite depressed. Um, really? Quite, uh, I don't really get depressed, but, you know, quite down <laughs> uh, for a while. And I found myself doing a load of different things. So I do some web development projects for people. I made some apps for people. I, again, started setting up these tiny businesses that didn't go anywhere. And I was just doing a huge range of different things, um, all of which were, were quite fun and going fairly well in themselves. But I was doing too many different things and trying to keep the balls in the air for them all. And it, it just felt like I wasn't doing anything particularly well um, and I remember really thinking I, I want to be one thing again I want to just do one thing rather than have seven or eight different jobs all going at once 
And uh, so as it happened at the beginning of 2014, uh, I was working on a code school, um, which was a summer uh, code kind of internship for uh, teenagers in Cambridge in the UK. And I was working on this with a friend of mine, Ben Tristam, who incidentally has the number three best-selling course on, on Udemy. <laughs> yeah. um, and I went to his office one day and he had the Udemy website up there. I was like, oh, well, what's this? And he was making a couple of courses. So I started looking through and doing the same thing that everyone else does that's thinking of teaching on Udemy. You go to the most popular courses and you multiply the price of the course by the number of students and you think, wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I know I've done that. <laughs> We've all done that, I think. Um, and combined with the the fact that the the best selling courses were all web development courses, which were where my skills lied anyway, um, I then started to to look at some of the courses and see see what they like. I, I didn't think they were very good. They were generally fairly fairly dull, not not particularly practical, not project based. Um, so I, I really quite quickly thought that this was an opportunity to me. I'd thought for a while about doing some teaching online, but the problem that I had was was getting students in. I was fairly confident that I could make a good course, but just doing that and then slapping that up on a website of my own, I didn't think that anyone was going to come. So this was sort of a, a great opportunity. In the... Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the early days, I very much didn't intend for it to be a huge course by, by any means. But what I was really looking for was uh, 3K a month was the figure I had in mind, which would take me from the income that I had from the web hosting and the various other things, which was just about enough to cover everything to really quite comfortable and, you know, had more than we needed, which is what I wanted to be. Um, so I put the, the Complete Web Developer course together. It took me three or four months, uh, including one disastrous Google Drive backup session, which broke all of my videos. And I had to re-record about three, three of the sections, I think, which, oh, wow. which was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> but other than that, it was fairly smooth and put it up in June 2014. I then marketed it to my existing web hosting customers and got all my friends and family to buy it and write reviews and uh, all the usual stuff. And um, we did fairly well. I think we made something like 17K in the first month, which was way beyond what I'd, what I'd intended. And I obviously thought that this was you know, an outstanding first month and we'd go back down to, to whatever figure after that. I did read somewhere that in the first 24 hours of releasing the web developer course that you only you got very few users. That is absolutely true, yeah. In my naivety, I released it at $199, which seemed to be the standard thing. And I thought, right, so surely people are going to start buying it for $199. But they did not. Um, I think I got one sale, actually, in that first 24-hour period. But other than that, I, it, it wasn't looking good. At this point, I was thinking, right, so I've done those four months of work, but <laughs> nothing is going to come of it. Uh, so what I did then, I actually made it free for two weeks, uh, just purely to get the users in and to get a reasonable number uh, of users, because there was no way I was going to market it to my web hosting customers without a good bit of social proof behind it. So yeah, it was free for two weeks, and, and people started rolling in very quickly once it was free. Um, it wasn't a problem getting people in then. I think we maybe got one sign up every every few minutes. Um, but the, the activity was, was almost negligible. So it almost felt quite strange that there were these people lurking on Udemy, just yeah. signing up for free courses and then not doing them. So these were not high, high quality users by any means. We got very few reviews, but at least it was, we got to about 2000 on the, on the user count, which 
looks looks better um and then so then i got my my friends and family to to go on and, and put some nice reviews and say some good things about it and then marketed it to the web hosting uh users who actually bought it and and they they were generally really pleased with it what what helped you choose what topics or subjects to actually make a course on? I, I didn't do a great deal of research, to be honest. Uh, as I say, I went on there and saw what the most popular courses were. They were all web development courses, and web development was what I knew. So it, that, that was about as far as I went. I didn't go around and, and look. If, if I was doing it now, I would definitely be a lot more strategic because Udemy has moved on a long, a long way since, since I, I went on there 18 months ago. And you now need to be a little bit more careful. You can't just release a web developer course, and if it's great, it'll be hugely successful. Mm. Unfortunately, there's enough competition in there. But when I was there, it was it was quiet enough that it seemed reasonable to to do that. And what 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 did you say has made your course so much more successful than others on Udemy? Considering the web development course becoming the biggest coding course ever in twelve months, what what put yours above the others? And following I, up on that, I'd love mm. to hear the different components that you. Th- that you see going into the courses that make them really good? Like, how would you codify what makes an amazing course? Mm. I think that there's a few factors we have which should answer both questions. The The main thing, I think, is that that I've been a teacher for, for 10 years and I'm, I'm trained in it. And the vast majority of people on Udemy, even the ones that make great courses, are not are not teachers and they're not trained teachers. So it meant that that aspect of it wasn't a problem. It wasn't difficult for me to explain things clearly and to be entertaining and to to do all the things that teachers do in classrooms every day. So I was very lucky to have the teaching experience and the, the web development experience as well. So that was the main thing, I think. Thing number two was that I was relentlessly focused on being able to make stuff or for the students to be able to make stuff right from the beginning. So it wasn't a computer science course by any means. I wasn't teaching how computers work and what's going on here. It was very much focused on the prize. And the the first section is all about HTML and, you know, our aim there is to make a website. And then we look at CSS in order to, to be able to make that website look prettier. Then we look at JavaScript to be able to make that website do something. And it was really all about, at every moment I was talking about why we're doing this and what this is going to enable the, the student to do. And I think that that was one of the big things that were missing from the courses at the time. Less so now, but 18 months ago, they were purely, right, let's, let's learn paragraph tags, let's learn bold tags, let's learn some JavaScript, but without a real focus on why would we want to do this and where is this taking us. So I think that was thing number two. And then thing number three was I did build in a lot of extras. So all of my courses, as you probably know, come with the web hosting, which which worked out really well. So that was kind of the third thing. I had the teaching and the web development experience, but I also had the web hosting, which particularly for the web developer course just allows students to be able to make real websites actually on the real internet yeah. uh, right from the start for free as part of the course, which is which is fantastic. And I wanted to do a few other things as well. So I wrote the, the book, How to Earn $10,000 While Learning to Code, um, mostly as as another aspect of it, because I wanted people to feel that this would allow them to actually change their lives. It wasn't just learn to code. It was create a new career for yourself if you want one. So I wanted to teach them how to go on freelancer websites and how to get jobs and how to do all the other things that I, I presumed people wanted to do. But I didn't think that was particularly well done in the medium of video. I think that was a better thing to, to read and think about. Um, so the book was an obvious thing to, to make to, to go with it. 
and now the book is actually selling quite well in itself on on Amazon, which is which is really nice as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice side effect. But I think it's it's those three things: the teaching experience, the relentless focus on projects and doing things, and the the extras that make the course successful. And considering the the outcome of the students that have come out of your courses, I mean, I might be just an edge case where your course helped me move forward throughout this year and I ended up across the world at the perfect school that (laughs) I was looking for. But I'm sure you've heard a lot of other success stories of students who may have started a a really good job or started their own websites that have started earning money, I mean, from the book that you wrote. Mm -hmm. So what would you say needs to change in the the current educational system to bring out a better result something such as that like what comes out of your courses i'd say well that's a really big question (laughs) the educational system i guess i'd question whether the purpose of the educational system is necessarily for people to be able to start their own businesses or make their own apps i don't think everyone can necessarily do that i i definitely everyone that wants to i think can can do so with with my courses and, and things like you're doing at make but the actual educational system, I think, is providing a different sort of service at, at school level. Um, having said that, the as I say, the relentless focus on practical activities is something that I think schools often miss out on. And even as a maths teacher, uh, even as a maths teacher, I would talk about quadratic equations and I would talk about all these things, you know, that we learn all the time that... Uh, even I couldn't really justify why I was teaching them. At the end of the day, it was about you've got to do this in your in your GCSEs, as we have in the UK, um, the, the exams you take when you're 16. But there really isn't that much of a focus on how we, how are we going to earn money with this, and that's not necessarily a problem when you're when you're 16, 17, I think. But if you want to educate yourself at, at 19, 20, then increasingly, I think, going online and learning some real skills that you can use in the world is becoming a viable alternative to paying $20,000 a year to, um, to learn something which isn't actually useful at a, an institution in the, in the US or, or anywhere else. Yeah. And to, to students here at Make School, and I'm guessing many other young developers all around the world, what, what advice would you give to them to them trying to get a website or an app out there to the world to impact other people, something just like what your courses have done. Would mm-hmm. do you, and you said you didn't do much research at the beginning, but I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. Would you give any tips on how we could get our products out there or our ideas out there? Absolutely. I, I would definitely recommend just making something, as I'm, as I'm sure you guys do anyway. You're, you're here, so I'm sure you've, you've already started making things. And I, I don't regret those awful mistakes that I made in my very early um, web development career, mostly because they're not around anymore. But they, they, they taught me a lot of things. And I think just, just trying to, to, to get out there, you will make mistakes, but it doesn't really matter. And being patient as well. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. My my success has come very quickly, but it's come at the end of a, a kind of eight-year process of both learning to code and getting stuff out there. So not, don't feel that you, you have to achieve success in six months, but very few people get there very quickly. Having said that, in terms of specifics, learn SEO, learn marketing. Don't be afraid of those things. Don't be afraid of talking about your products to everyone that you meet. Um, as developers, I think we're, we're often quite introverted if not personality wise at least we we love sitting down with a computer and making something but actually getting out there and talking about it is is a lot more difficult um so don't 
dismiss that as an unnecessary part of the development process. And if you don't know, if you don't have any ideas of how you can get it out there, then then go on to Udemy, do a course on it, or Google it. There, there's loads of advice out there, and just don't don't be afraid of doing it. And where where do you see the future of coding boot camps, make school, and other CS alternative programs mm. in the next couple of years and next ten years? Where do you see that going? I I think online is is a huge way forward. Um, my personal experience with um, boot camps and such things is that they, my one wasn't very successful. <laughs> so, you, I mean, you guys are doing much better than I did. So, so congratulations and, and keep on going. Um, I really hope they become an alternative to um, to university and college for a, a huge number of people. Uh, I, what I love about the online stuff, especially, is is the scale and the fact that you can reach such a huge number of people, and that people can get such a high quality of education for a, for an almost inconceivably low price of you know it's often ten twenty dollars something like that if you get it at a good time, and for that to to become commonplace, I think would be wonderful, and I, I think will happen over the next few years. And what would you say about the future of web and mobile in the next five years? <laughs> it's a very, give, a very, give us all the wow. answers. Yeah. All, all the uh, future of web and mobile. Rob Percival, futurist and, uh, <laughs> and iOS full stack. I'm not sure if I have those answers. I, I spend my days making courses. Um, I, but I, I think the education space is, is huge. I think there's there's huge potential for that, and and it's not getting a great deal of education. Um, it's not getting a great deal of attention. Um, the the attention really is on the on the Ubers and the you know the these sort of um, B two C companies that are, are admittedly doing great things. But education really hasn't been transformed yet by online. I think we're starting to see this with um, Udemy and and the MOOCs and and all that stuff that's going on. But the the culture is still very much around the the core education of school and, and university and the online courses are still very much a second class and I, I see that developing and changing and I think the the more startups that we get getting involved in that and certifying education and finding ways to make uh, online experiences better and more valuable and more valued is is a great way of, of going forward so I hope some of you guys are, are thinking about those problems. And spending most of your days just working on courses, do you have any courses, new courses coming out that you haven't spoken about if you're allowed to share that? Ah, well. <laughs> Futurist and teller of secrets. <laughs> I must keep the secrets very close, I'm afraid, at the moment. My, my Android course came out last month, and that's, that's my last one for 2015. So there, there's no more big ones coming out this year, but there will be some, some big announcements next year. I can't say yet what they are. TVOS. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> And what what would you what do you do for your own personal development and professional development? How do you want to grow at this mm. stage in your career, and what resources and who do you look towards for that? That's a great question. I'm I'm currently personally in quite a tricky stage in many ways. I've I've got to the stage where I'm I've earned enough money that I money no longer is a is a great focus for me. I think my main aim, since I read uh, The 4-Hour Workweek, which I don't know if you guys know of, but if, if you don't, then you should definitely read it. It's a great book. My aim was to essentially have enough money in the bank that I could choose whether to work or not. That that was my plan. And really right now, for the first time in, in 10 years, I'm, I'm there. And so now I'm really asking myself, so, so what I what do I want to do? Um, and I don't know exactly what the answer is yet. I'm, I'm really 
enjoying the ride with the the courses and I'm definitely going to carry on doing that um, until people don't want my courses anymore um, but I'm also spending a lot of time reading various books about um, trying to work out what you what you want to do with your life and um, rebooting your life and all of that kind of thing and really working out what my time is best spent doing what makes me happy and all of that stuff I haven't quite worked it out yet I'm afraid so <laughs> I can't tell you the answers Working even progress. for me um, but my my big advice I think that I'm trying to follow and I would recommend it to everyone is to spend a lot of time thinking about what you really want out of life and not to get too distracted by this is my app this is what I'm making this is what my life is all about and spending a bit of time thinking about well what is what is the end goal once once the app is made once the money is made once the app is sold then 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 what's the point of doing it all what's what's the um, the real goal that you're after it's almost as if what if you were in retirement right now exactly <laughs> how would you live your life if you had no responsibility indeed I think that's a great question yeah imagine having 10 million in the bank and no need to work what what would you do and really really trying to think about that question I, I haven't really solved it for, for what myself. would you do if you well, had to make uh, a guess uh, I'm, I'm, both here. Of you. <laughs> I'm here so that's a start um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely traveling is a huge thing for me and I'd love to see more of the world um, spending a lot of time with my wife and kids uh, is huge as well particularly while they're young um but beyond that, I, I don't really know. I'm learning to fly at the moment, which is which is good fun. I'm uh, flying some planes. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, it looked like you had some wings coming out of your back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's the next startup, that one. <laughs> um, but, no, just doing lots of lots of little things like that. Um, I love singing, so I'm, I'm having singing lessons and trying to improve my, my voice. And generally learning and, and doing stuff that scares me uh, is what, what I'm doing at the moment as well as. Uh, the, the the courses and everything else, um, but I haven't answered the big life question, and maybe maybe I never will. That's and, awesome. And in your very your very unplanned career path, what have yeah. you what have you found most satisfying? Oh, I've I found things satisfying at every stage. I, I really have. I loved the the early days of teaching when I was up in front of a classroom and it took me quite a while before I thought that I was any good but occasionally you have a, a lesson that goes really well and you notice that the, the kids are in the palm of your hand and they're really enjoying it and they're really understanding it. That's a, a fabulous moment and I've got a few particular memories of those. Uh, I also remember my first ever sale uh, on, on eco web hosting and, and it took ages. I had to phone up this guy and speak to him for ages and eventually he gave me £10 and, <laughs> and that was amazing. I can remember myself sitting there in the coffee shop and this is, someone's paid me for something that I've made. That's amazing. Um, and then, obviously, throughout the, the Udemy journey, there's just been stage after stage of, really, is it still going to be this good? Are people really liking the course as much as they are? And I think looking back on those, it's the, it's the feedback uh, of the people that I'm, I'm teaching or the thing that I'm making of that, that really drives me. And when someone tells me that they've really enjoyed something that I've done, there's no feeling like that, really. And at the moment, people are telling me that quite, quite a lot, which is, <laughs> which is wonderful. That's great. Well, I've absolutely enjoyed this interview. Wonderful, um, me too. And I guess to close off, I have, I have a fun question. So, Shoot. Rob, you're coming from the United Kingdom. Unati, yeah. you're coming from... South Africa. South Africa. I'm coming from New Jersey. All mm -hmm. very different <laughs> foreign places, especially New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm curious to hear, what's the most interesting thing that you've seen in San Francisco since you've gotten here? 
Do you want to go first? Um, <laughs> no. I'd have to. I'd have to think about. I guess coming here was a completely different lifestyle, and it was a, it was a very big culture shock. But like I've said before, that it was it was a culture shock that I really appreciated. It was something that I was looking for. It really did liven me up a little bit. So I mean, the people here are different. The everything that people do are different. The city doesn't sleep, and you know, there's nowhere that's like this in South Africa. There's nowhere in South Africa where I could walk around the streets and see tons of other people just doing whatever I'm doing at midnight on any day of the week. So I, I'll just say the lifestyle has been very interesting. All right. I guess the, 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 the thing that surprised me is all the big adverts for delivery companies. And I feel that if I moved here, I would... I would suddenly never leave my house and I would get everything delivered by <laughs> by <laughs> these strange delivery companies that I would pay two, $2 for to, to deliver a pizza or uh, a pencil or whatever it was that I needed. <laughs> you guys must m- must just never leave the house. It, it's funny. There's There really is an app for logistics or any small little niche thing of your yeah. life, like shampoo, like, you know, like <laughs> everything. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I'd say the most interesting thing I said, this this might be more funny than interesting, but I, I went to Girardelli Square, which is where there's, you know, there's a big Girardelli. It's kind of the, the world headquarters. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of people looking at the, the sign. There was a, a bunch of people. And two of them were actually drooling a little bit. <laughs> I think they were just really excited for the chocolate. Um, I guess that's those three things are a little taste of San Francisco. Absolutely. Um, and... Yeah, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, Rob, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom? <laughs> final words of wisdom. <laughs> the final I, word yeah, with absolutely. Rob Percival. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you guys are are here at Make School, I've, I think it it you're you're in the right place. You're you're doing something that that hopefully excites you, and you're making things. And just just carry on. Don't be afraid of getting them out there. And best of luck to you all. I'd just like to say thank you very much to Rob for coming through and always being responsive on your emails. Normally you won't find somebody who, I'm sure you get tons of emails, but you always respond to your personal I do, emails. I do get that. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a pleasure to meet somebody who I can say has been a, a big part of my journey this year, which led me coming here and... It's been a pleasure. That's really awesome. I, I guess one of the slight downsides of teaching online is that you don't you don't meet the people that you're teaching very often. So to to meet someone that I've managed to to help a little and to to give some some inspiration to is is fantastic. I'll I'll remember that for a long time. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Thanks. We'll see guys. you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.